Welcome back to Not 97. On today's episode, we sit down with UK newcomer El Mean. Two years since going viral for covering D'Angelo, we talked through the journey from then till now, embracing the new life he's living, getting co-signs and working with legends like Sampha and his new project, Marking My Time, out everywhere Friday, October 20th, live from the studio and brought to you by The Orchard and Human Resources. This is not a podcast. This is not a radio show. This is Not 97. Enjoy. Almeen, welcome to Not 97. Thank you for having me. Here I am. Welcome to New York. Don't even. I love hearing that. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to New York. That is such a sick. Who would have thought I'd hear them words? (laughs) How you living? Feels good to be. I'm living good, man. I'm feeling good. I'm in the city of dreams where Electric Lady sleeps. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where Voodoo was born. I feel like a new man. What do you feel like you've learned about New York in the two days that you've been here? I think I'm starting to get an inkling as to how all that great music came to be from Mm. the city. Like, there's something about the city. We know that. Like, even down in Oxford, where I'm from, like, we know New York has something different about it. But when you're here and you can smell the smells, you can see the rats, you can see them little, what are them bugs that everyone's like? Like the lantern flies? Them ones. Yeah. Like, the fact that I was on the street and it's like, yo, like, you should kill these things. Like, New York <laughs> is sick. Like, I get here, they're already like, you should be running up on this guy. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, yeah. I'm here. You feel like you've been writing, like, or like thinking about ideas while you've been here because the whole of that. Time. It's just inspiring, man. I was at the Jay Z exhibit mm. down at the library. Yep. And I was different. Like, I walked in and I was on the verge of tears the whole time. Walk on, I wish you the studio make. And I'm not even a Jay Z fan like that. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I've listened to one album. Like, please don't hurt me, but I've listened to one album, Jay Z. Do you know what I'm saying? The Blueprint. Kept it tight. And I've kind of left it at that. But like, even with my lack of Jay Z knowledge, walking into that, Exhibit was like, wow, like this is history. This is how impactful someone can be. Like one man yeah. can have this. And you're looking at all the tapes and you're at the public at the library. You know what I'm saying? At the library yeah. and like the outside having the lyrics all over the front. Yeah. And then like we we happened to see, like, it was like picture perfect. Like a Don taking a picture of his son. Mm. It's like a young black kid right in front of the library. And it's like, yo, this is what you can be. Like, like having that be. An example to yeah, someone being like, you could do that too. Yeah, like an introduction in New York as well. Yeah. It's like, man, that's that's amazing. Well, if there's anything to soundtrack your days in New York, it should be Jay-Z. I've been told many times to listen to the Black Album. Yeah, time I'm to here. listen to more than one record. Yeah. yeah. I'm here. Before we fully get into it, do you mind introducing yourself briefly? Sure. A little bit about where you come from and what you do? I mean, my name is Elmine. I'm from, raised in Oxford, based in London right now. And I'm a soul musician. And I'm an artist trying to find myself in the same path as the greats. Stevie, Donny, D'Angelo, you know, all of those lot, the princes. I'm trying to find what Milky Way they found themselves in. You know what I'm saying? What, what, what Rainbow Road they started racing in. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to be part of that race. Yeah. Even if I'm last. Put me on the race. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to be. That's me. I love, you know, I was like looking around at online at, at different things about you. And I love that 
right now your Spotify bio is super straight to the point and just says, I came from the garage or the garage. Yeah. Like you've seen the video. Yeah. You know, flip-flops the clogs. And so like, you know, it's been almost like two years since that video. Mm-hmm. I just kind of wonder what, what is looking back in the last two years like, mean to you like what the last two years felt like (laughs) it's like hell with the scent of heaven and that's the best way i can describe (laughs) it you know what i'm saying it's like what like someone like stop this like what the fuck is going on like when i look back here i'm like these are the worst and best times of my life all at once yeah what do you mean by that well it's like come from like a small town like i was ready i was like nigga i'm be a security guard i'm be out there I'm going to finish my shift, go down, get a kebab and McCoy's in a van. Do you know what I'm saying? Go home, say what's up to Mumsy, go to bed, do the same thing the next day. I was like, I'm a living, quaint life. That's a dream. And then suddenly someone's like, bang, no, you ain't doing that shit. Fuck you. You're getting up. You're going to end up in fucking LA. You're going to be out there driving in cars, go from island to island. It's like, oh, you want to go for a walk? down? The- you can't go for a walk. You got to get in a car. I'm like, what the fuck? And then you're like in New York. I mean, New York. I'm not going to play about New York. This is banging. But just like, it's, it was having to accept the death of a life that I thought I was going to have mm. for the birth of one that I'm currently living. So it was very much, there was a lot of mourning in the last two years. So that's kind of like a big part of it. When I think and when, when years, did that acceptance come? It came with the creative part. It's when I realized that, okay, that's something I'm sacrificing, but what I'm gaining is a kind of medium to express myself that I would have never had before. Like, I was a poet originally. Mm -hmm. So it was poetry was kind of my way to express my feelings and what I'm thinking and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But music is a whole different... There's levels to music. There's not just the lyrics, there's the sound, there's, you know, crafting a structure of a song, there's performing it live. How do you do that? How do you speak to the people? And like having an audience is a whole different level as well. It's like now I got to think about, okay, cool. Poetry is really very like self-indulgent, especially the way I was doing it. Because it's just like, I'm writing this for me. Were you performing it? No. So it's very much just like I write on my notes, I write in my diary, and then it's like, that's it. That's the end. It lives there. It dies there. But then now having to think about people and like, what are they, you know, how, how do I want them to feel? How do I want to feel about making them feel a certain way. Yeah. Like when I write a song that's like, like a bit more depressing or like a bit more sad, it's like, how do I feel about making people feel that way too? Mm-hmm. That's a different thought when I start writing songs. So it's just like, it's a big blessing. It's, 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 a, it's a path for my mind to grow that I never would have had if it didn't happen. And I am excited for the person that I might become because of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of it's a lot of growth in two years. Oof, too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Growing pains to the max. I got stretch marks everywhere. <laughs> it's nuts, man. You know, I know the video of, uh, of you covering D'Angelo, but I also seen talk of like, and that video went viral like online. But I seen talk of like a video of you performing Michael Jackson that went viral like when you were younger. Viral is such a strong word for it. Like, what can you tell me what that's about? <laughs> it's crazy. You do your research. <laughs> you lot don't play here. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to dive in. You know? Not 97, ladies and gentlemen. They are serious. What, yeah, jobs. what is that? Like that's like when you were in school? Yeah, see, that didn't that went viral in my schoolyard. You see what I'm saying? So 
that was a video in my music class when I was in year seven. So that's like, I was like 11 years old. Damn. We came into music and our teacher was talking about the four chords, like the famous ones, the popular ones. They're like, yeah, man, you know, all the pop songs are in the same four chords. Can you believe it? I'm like, shit, I can't believe it. This is nuts. <laughs> Let's go. And they're like, right, your activity for today is you're going to do a mashup of a bunch of songs. And they put up like 70 songs on the, on the whiteboard that were like, just pick any of these, sing them and watch how they work with the four chords. And they were like, do it a cappella. So we had like three kids in my little, my little group. There's four of us. We had three of us doing like the boom, 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 boom. It's like, cool, there it is. And then you just sing whatever song you want to sing. So we were there and I spotted amongst all the like Katy Perry's and the Bruno Mars, I saw Michael Jackson, Man in the Mirror. I was like, you little niggas don't know about this because I'm grown. You lot are fucking... 11 years old. You know what I'm saying? You're like, you lot don't know shit about no Man in the Mirror. We're going to do this song. And then one of them was like, yo, I got to do Skyfall. That's when like Adele Skyfall came out. I was oh like, my God. Bro, little nigga do that shit. You do that as well. We do a little like third of it. You can have that part for your little segment. I was not that fly as a kid. I'm making myself sound so boss. But we did it. And I said, I'm starting with the man in the mirror. My little 10-year-old self. I remember I had my collar popped. Hell yeah. On some Usher shit. I was like, shoot. Put that up there. Probably listened to 8701 on the way to school that day. Like, my little jumper sleeve over my hand, like it was a mess. But we did it. And then my English teacher, or my music teacher came through. And he was like, yo, I'm going to record this. I'm like, for real? He's like, yeah, I'm going to record this. So he takes the iPad out. And he shoots us doing the video. And then we're like, what's going to happen with that? He's like, no, I'm just going to have it. It's cool. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, this is nice. Whatever. Da, 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 da. Come, this is Friday. So come Monday, I come back into school. I'm on the way in. All I hear is, Michael Jackson, kid. Yo. Like, what? And I had a little afro back then. Black kid. One of three black kids in the whole year. So I was like, mm. you can't really, you can't mistake me for anyone else. Like, Yo, Michael Jackson, kid. What's up? Come through. I'm like, what? You're the man in the mirror, kid, aren't you? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And they're like, yo, look at this. Put out the phone, YouTube video. It's me on YouTube. Mm. Uploaded. Mr. Greenwell, you're a waste man. <laughs> right up there. I'm there singing oh, with man. the other three. I'm like, oh my days. They had me all up on the school. So he thought it was so good. He played it to every other music class that was there that day and continued to do it. So I started getting a reputation. Like I was the youngest in the school, year seven. But I had like year 12s coming in being like, yo, 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 yo. And I used to get like put in a corner. It'd be like seven grown men looking at me like, yo, man, sing for us, man. Sing for us. I'm like, shit. I was like, my fingers and shit. They're like, yeah, sing for us, nigga. Like, what the fuck? That was kind of like, that was that viral viral moment. But yeah, that was traumatic. Very much so. Did that like give you a taste of like kind of what this attention means? Like, did you did you like it? <sighs> Shit. You know what? There's not a part. There's a part of me that obviously did like it because it's like sick. Like I've just got into school like two weeks in and people know my name. Sick. But at the same time, I've kind of always since then had like a, been an unwant, like I didn't really want it, but I've been a recognizable guy yeah. since that time in my life. Like I was the kid with the Afro and the Afro comb. Like this has been there since then. Mm. Always like, yo, that's the guy with the headphones and the comb in and he's always humming, walking down the hallway. So when it came to like being a like a bigger than just 
my school thing and it's now like a almost international level kind yeah, of situation. No, yeah. We're in New York. You, you know what I'm saying? We're, yeah, we're in New York. True. So like then it's like, you know what? I've had some training. You know, it kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah, like I think, I mean, that's why that story was interesting to me because it's like, well, if that happened on a on a small level yeah. at school, like when the D'Angelo video dropped and it happened on like a social media level, it's, you know, there's already, you know, a history of it. It was like, oh shit. Here we go again. Like yeah. that shit right there. Let's do this one more time. Okay. And now it's Missy Elliott and fucking Questlove yeah. hitting you back. And you're like, okay, this is what's happening. This is like Mr. Greenwell dashing it up. And fucking Jack Cripps from school being like, yo, sing this. Like, okay, now I'm yeah, here. Those are the seniors. They're the seniors. Yeah. And now it's like, yo, do this cover. This is the same thing. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll do the cover if you want. Like, I'm down. I'm here. Yeah. I mean, I think what's also interesting about, like, you know, doing covers in, mm. in some of, like, the initial introduction to you, I think, is that people then end up just comparing you yep. and comparing your voice, yep. which I think can be a gift and a curse. Mm -hmm. And I wonder kind of, like, you know, I think you've embraced comparisons, but I wonder how kind of, like, you've looked at that, if that's a stressful thing if there's then like a ton of pressure once people start comparing you to other voices. Mm -mm -mm. For me, it's, I kind of take it like, this is great. This is sick. I take it as a compliment because I learned how to sing from imitating. Yeah. That's just how, I never had any singing lessons, none of that. I just listened to a track and wanted to sing it just like anyone else would because I love it. I just wanted to do it one for one. Like I listened to a record and be like, I want to sing this exactly how this guy sings it. Whether it's Anthony Hamilton, whether it's like Stokely, whatever, whatever, whatever. So when I go to the comments and someone's like, yo, this guy sounds like Stokely from In Condition. I'm like, yeah, I do. Because yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. Like, that's what I'm doing. Or he's like, it sounds like Stevie. I'm like, yeah, I do. Because I did a I've bit been, of Stevie. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, it sounds like Donnie. Da, da, da. I'm like, yes, I did. So it kind of, more than it is like a negative thing, it just feels like this is like praise for my 15 years of labor practicing. Yeah, it's like, like This is the fruits of it. Yeah, it's validation. It's like, oh, yeah. You sound like all the guys you want to sound like. But it's never like, you just sound like this. Like You sound like a mix of this guy and this guy. Yeah. Which means a mix is not them. That's right. its own unique thing. So I'm yeah. like, yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. They hear it, but they understand yeah. that it's not the same. I agree. I mean, I think from, my, from our perspective or, or the way we run shit, like when we find a new artist, I always try to like stay away from comparisons because mm -hmm, I'm like, mm -hmm. you know… What's the point sometimes? Mm -hmm. But I, I do agree that like if you're if you're like it's a mix of these people, then it's like, well, yeah, those are the their influences mm -hmm. and he's his own. Those artist. are the greats, and here I am. Yeah. I mean, I remember I read it like an interviewer, it's like Music Soul Child when he debuted, everyone was like, it was like it's a bit like D'Angelo. Yeah. And he didn't like it. And it wasn't accurate, obviously. Yeah. Like it was yeah. a thing, but it wasn't the like it weren't brown sugar. Like it weren't voodoo. So I can see why it could be a negative thing. Like, I feel like it's different when it comes to actual music. Like, a voice is cool to compare it to this, da-da-da-da-da. But if someone said, oh, your music's just like a... Yeah, facts. It's like a this. Yeah. I'm like, immediately my music is discredited for what it is. Yeah. Because that is now my personal art and my, you know, life, da da da, -da I'm putting onto this. It's like, if you then went, ah, that's like... A He's doing a Brent Fires thing. Yeah. I'm like, ah. <laughs> yeah, it like turns you off. You're you know like, what I'm saying? I might as well just go listen to Brent Fires. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. you should go listen to Brent Fires. Like, if yeah. you want that, go to Brent. <laughs> yeah. If you come to me, it's like, come for me. 
yeah. this was happening. So speaking of the music, you know, you dropped your, your debut EP. Mm-hmm. Kind of literally an introduction to yourself. The, the title being teaching people how to pronounce your name. Yep. And I know you have a sophomore project coming soon. Mm-hmm. I wonder kind of how you've looked at these two projects and, and how they differ in terms of like your approach and, and your perspective of, of them. I mean, the first project, El Main, was just like blind hitting piñata with a bat. Like straight up, like what's happening? Let's just go. This yeah. is sick. Because they're all... All of the songs on that record are my first songs I'd ever written in my life. Mm. Like, Wise, like, the fourth song I'd written. So it's all very much, like, starting out, trying to understand what my sound is. What sound even is in general. Yeah. Forget what the Almin sound is. Like, what is sound? What do I want to express? How am I going to write a song? Do you know what I'm saying? Or it's like, how am I going to react if this person does this? Like, there were so many things that were all firsts. Like, for example, I'd never sat in... um a studio before in my life. So for the first couple of songs, it was like, that's the font of it. Studio first experience. And then another song is like, I've never sat in a studio with an instrumentalist before. Now it's like, that's the font of that song. And, and it was all just exploring all those ideas and how I'd react. And it was all very interesting. So the first project is very much that. Like, oh, what if I did a song that was one thing and then it flips to another thing? Why? It's like, okay, that's cool on a Jodeci vibe. And then I remember a lot of the songs when I'd walk into the writing, I would have a little goal in my head like, oh, I really want to do that thing that Jodeci does when they start going wild at the end. That's going to be the song. So, oh, I really want to have a song with the vibe of, you know, Africa by D'Angelo. Like, the way he made it so mellow. Like, I want to make a song. I wonder what it's like to write a song like that. Let's try. Yeah. Guess we're leaving. Like, it just all kind of fell into that. I was kind of taking that imitation thing, how I learned how to sing and taking it to the songwriting. But then with this project, the next one coming, Marking My Time, it's called Marking My Time because I feel like it is the first kind of definitive era where I've developed an idea of what the Elmin sound is. This is kind of what it's going to be like, you know, exploring different things and being pretty loose with what I talk about. Well, no, not what I talk about, but loose with how I want things to sound. Yeah. Like, I don't kind of they're too precious to certain sounds. Like, I don't want to, you know, like, I can do the R&B tracks, but then, you know, I want to do a bit more of a folky track. I want to do more of an alternative track. I'll do it. Do you know what I'm saying? And I'm learning that that's kind of what El Mean is. El Mean is just like a medium for me to express how I'm feeling with the life I'm living. And however it comes out, it comes out. It could be a punk record. Yeah. You never know. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, when it, and it all comes from you. Yeah, exactly. And it all has the voice connecting all the strings together. So it's always going to be our main. Yeah. And that's what I want. And now gearing up for this record, you've also been fortunate enough to collaborate with some legends mm-hmm. on like writing and co-producing mm-hmm. with Sid and Sanfa and Lil mm-hmm. Silva. Mm-hmm. What have those experiences been like? What do you think you've kind of learned in those processes? Whoosh. A lot. A lot. I mean... One of my greatest teachers in this whole journey I've had the last two years, two guys that have kind of been there from the start to today, Jamie Woon and James McMorrow. Those guys, I mean, every session I have with them is, is, is a, a massive learning. You know, there's something new to learn. 
from what they've done with their music in the past and how they write and also them learning how I write. And because I've never written before, they're also telling me like, I think, you know, you write like this, man. Like, yeah. this is the feeling you give. And I'm like, I do? They're like, yeah, you do. And them trying to kind of accommodate for me and I'm trying to accommodate for them. And it's been like a beautiful journey with those two because it almost feels like we both understand each other more than, well, they definitely understand me more than I understand myself. And it really means a lot to have someone like that when it comes to a creative process because then you always feel like you have that rock behind you. Like if I feel a bit lost, I kind of, I started expressing it like this where there's, in the studio, there's people who are rocks, people who are like gas, people who are like water. I'm very much gas. I'm all over the place. Melodies, ideas, song structures. I'm like, just, just all of it is all coming out at once. And then you have your rocks. That's like Dave McMorrow is like my rock. He will always take it all down. You'll catch the gas and be like, yo, 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 yo. We're going down this route. This is what we're doing. And then there's the water. Jamie Woon is like the water. So it's like, he'll take whatever idea I'm going. He's like, oh, that's tight. Let's flow it this way. But he's also loose. So it's like, I'll indulge you in your going off, but I can lead you this direction. Jamie, James is the rock, catches it all together. Now you've got like a riverbed. Yeah. And you're tight. Do you know what I'm saying? And I've noticed that with everyone. Like you go in the studio, I kind of start thinking like, are you gas, rock, or yeah. water? What are you? Let me figure it out. It's always, it's always dope. It's always like dope. That. But the legends, yeah, man, they taught me a lot. I mean, Samph is just like, that's like the big brother right now. He's like the one, you know, the brother that you want to grab his attention at all points. Yeah. But he's so like aloof. He does his own thing. You're like, fuck, man. <laughs> you're like, shit, I just want to like, I want to say I want to hang out, but I can't because you're Samph and you're like really cool. Yeah. You're really quiet. So I, don't, I can't really get a read on you. Like very much like that. Yeah, man, everyone's great. I'm learning so much. I'm so, it's such a privilege to have people to look up to in music. Yeah, I feel like you're just building the network out. Yeah, man. Like, you never want to be, like, the smartest or the, or the most talented in the room. Yeah. Like, you always want to have someone who's, you can look up to, like, a mountain and be like, oh, where can we scale today? It's sick. It just broadens your horizons. Yeah. Yeah. I know, like, kind of in the, in the milestones of your career, there's a big one coming up, which is your first... North American shows mm-hmm. in New York and Toronto and LA. Mm-hmm. And and so like, you know, obviously over the last two years, I think you've reached a wide audience, but this is kind of like, let's expand that audience and, and reach even more people. I mean, you, you spoke to it a little bit about like, you know, when you started leaning in on the music, kind of accepting that what I write, people are then gonna, it's gonna affect them. Mm-hmm. How do you look at kind of like, what those shows mean in terms of like expanding this audience and, and what you want those new fans to take away. I take it like this. One of my favorite D'Angelo records is the Live in Stockholm compilation mm. of his show in Stockholm, Sweden. And I'm looking at that, I'm like, D'Angelo, you're an American artist. You're coming to Sweden, you're coming to Europe, number one, it's really big. You're in Sweden. What even is that? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you're, you're not even in London or like the ones that everyone talks about. You're in Stockholm, Sweden, right? Yeah. You're there and you do a show and it's a show as incredible and like just monumental as that. And I remember listening to that record over and over being like, he is delivering like that away from home because he knows this is what I got to do. These lot aren't the home crowd. Yeah. So I got to give him like guitar smashing. 
I gotta give him the maddest shit down motherfucker remixes. Like, I gotta do all of it, pull all the stops, because this is what it means to be on the away game. So I'm like, yeah, that's what I gotta bring. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking about these North American tours. This tour is like, it's like that for me. Like, I gotta pull up all the stops because I'm away. And I wanna have shows that inspire just like D'Angelo did away from home. Like, I can't imagine, like, you do a show like that out of bounds and you come back and everyone's like, yo, man, you destroyed it out there. It's like, yeah, I did. Yeah. You showed them what we're about. Yeah. Like, I'm also representing, like, Oxford. I'm representing London. I'm representing Sudan. I'm representing all the people at like, places I'm from. Yeah. Because I'm out of there. Yeah, it's important to me, man. I definitely want to give it all I got and more. Yeah, that's actually a really interesting and cool way to, like, think about that shit and, like, uh, prepare for that moment being like, let me see, let me look at some of this, like watching game tape of Legends and seeing how they did shit. Mm -hmm. Well, like James Brown, like, <laughs> all of James Brown shows, like that kind of energy is like, yeah. this man is different wherever he is. Yeah. He's in Tokyo, he's in Amsterdam, he's in New York, he's going to give it the most. I'm like, yeah, that's how I should be always. Yeah. Especially if I'm in New York where my heroes are born. Or if I'm in LA, or you know what I'm saying? It's like, this is where I gotta show respects. Yeah. Especially because, like, the genre that I love isn't from where I'm from. So I can't go to the place where it's from and show it any disrespect. Like, soul is something above me. Yeah. It's better than me, it's its own thing. So when I go to the home of soul, it's like, I can't play about. No, I, in the I, game. I appreciate that. I appreciate that perspective. Hundreds. Um, so to anybody listening to this podcast, we're gonna play the interview out with a song of yours. Sick. You get to pick the song. Oosh. Okay. It can be out. It can be off the new record. Mm -hmm. And just give us like a introduction. Where, where the song comes from is what, what you want to say. All right. Let me think what song I want to do. I'm going to do it left wing. I'm going to do the track before I take a while. Because that song right there, I wrote it kind of about the intro to this life. Mm. It's a song about me talking to like friends, loved ones, being like, listen, I'm going to be gone for a long time. For a long time. But before I take that while, when I'm away, I'm going to need some time to see you a lot and be with you a lot. Because I know that I'm not going to get that opportunity very much after this. You know what I'm saying? So I think that song is kind of like the, the best song to kind of show my early beginnings as an intro to me as an artist. Because it kind of goes off from there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's like chapter one. So not even chapter one, the interlude. <laughs> so dude, that one's there. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm Elmine, and you're listening to Not 97. I'm in New York. It's popping. And we're listening to Before I Take a While. Ever felt an angel claim your touch? You do anything to take and turn your world around. Ever felt a soul with too much love? Cause I need it like I've never before. Before I take a while, I'm gonna need some time to see my girl. Before I take a while. I'm gonna need some time to feel my world Cause I need, I need, I need I need, I need, I need 